All right, Monty, so we're actually re- recording this remotely. I'm not sitting in your house listening to fucking dogs or birds or uh, shrill children. It's, uh, ca- it's car crashes. <laughs> yeah, car crashes. It's all quite quiet, isn't it? It's quite uh, quite peaceful. I'm um, a little scared. Did you know it's oh. um, going to be? Did you know this weekend is Halloween and a full moon and a blue moon on Halloween? No, I didn't. Tell me the significance of the full blue moon on Halloween. What happens? Do we all start getting hairy and and weird and howly? And va- and and um, werewolves turn normal. Maybe <laughs> is that what happens? <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, blue moons, you know, it's a weird one. I think it's like, it's a bit bullshit, the blue moon. Like, it's not actually really a thing because we kind of just made that because a blue moon is just when there's two full moons in a calendar month, right? Yes. So, like, that's just a fucking, who made the calendar? Is that the Romans? The Romans did that? Also, isn't it meant to represent kind of, uh, you know, uh, rareness rather than scariness? Yeah, it's, it's the um, it's the lunar equivalent of hen's teeth. So what you're saying is the full moon on Halloween, full blue moon on Halloween is is a rare scare. Oh, nice, nice. Um, that's not alliteration. That's rhyme. Mm. That's rhyme. All right. Well, what do you got to say for yourself? More importantly, not much, mate. I mean, for a tangentially spod, sport podcast, we should probably be g'd up about having watched a weekend full of football. Yeah. And that about sums up our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. Fine. Fine. Let's talk about the grannies. And no, not the ones you look up late at night, Monty, you sicko. I mean, the the football grand finals, right? Um, Now, I was out having a lovely seaside anniversary dinner with my wife. Seaside anniversary? Do you guys have a regular anniversary and a seaside anniversary? Are they two different dates? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I also didn't need to add with my wife there. That was probably uh, a redundant part of the sentence. We celebrate the first time we were by the seaside together. Is that what that is? I was confused by your whole sentence. Okay. Well, let me try again. We had Please. an anniversary dinner that was at the seaside. There you go. No TVs playing the AFL. It was a classy establishment. So I missed the AFL grand final. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, tell me what you think. I got depressed at the end. I don't like Richmond. I think um, I like Basher Hooley. He's yeah, got a well. good name. But other than that, um, I just, I don't know, it just felt... It felt like Geelong were going to do it and then just this inevitable kind of annoying fourth quarter where it's like it was kind of similar to the inevitability of the following day's sport, I thought. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, don't try and figure out what's going on in the game by following the Twitter hashtags because... Why? What'd you get? It was just, wasn't it all Geelong? Oh, yes. Just, yeah, yeah. Okay, I get you. And then, yeah, yeah. And then last quarter, Richmond, it was extremely confusing because it wasn't clear enough that Richmond was about to win. It was um, very similar to my uh, Benji Marshall Tigers last game. The retiring great uh, son of God, Gary Ablett Jr., went out injured quite early. 
which yeah. is never good, you know, broken never good. shoulder? Yeah, I don't know if it was broken or dis- something, something bad happened to his shoulder. Right, okay. Yeah, and like, you know, you don't want that on the last game, you don't want that in the grand final, you don't want any of that. No. So, Tigers deserving winners or not? Um, yeah, look, uh, yes, yes. It's annoying right. to think that they're a dynasty now. Oh, what yeah. makes a dynasty? What makes a dynasty? Stew? How many wins makes a dynasty? I'd like to think more than two. Yep. I think weirdly for a dynasty, I'd like you to go to a final and lose. Uh, where in the middle somewhere or at the start? Where, yeah, where yeah, talking? yeah. In the in the in the middle more so. Not oh, at the okay. end, in the middle. That's right. my kind of dynasty. <laughs> mm. I don't. Um, I can't think of an example of one off the top of my head, unfortunately. But that's my kind of dynasty. That's my kind of dynasty. That's a good episode title. Might take that. Um, that that is a good episode title. Thank you. Yeah. Also, you kept saying dynasty so much. I wanted to make a show about uh, a joke about the show, but then I realised a, no one knows what that is anymore, and b, I don't know enough about what it is to make a joke about it. So it's just a pointless exercise all around. How we could the only joke we could make the only thing I think we could understand is who shot Jr. Is that that dynasty? Is that dynasty? Yeah, that's (laughs) dynasty or Dallas. Dallas. Maybe it's Dallas. Yeah, see, there we go. uh, Write in. Let us know. Dynasty or Dallas? Please. Uh, And we're talking directly to you, the the people who are on that show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of comedians too, um, when there were a couple of of streakers, turned out to be a pair of comedians... Oh, really? Were there? If there was, I was away from the screen at that time. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I did not get to watch the whole game. I was in and out, similar to you. I wasn't at a seaside kind of an anniversary, but um, no. I was back and forth in the game. Um, who was it? What happened? Tell me more. Explain more, please. I think it was pretty shit house for a sport podcast that neither of us could get through the grand final of the, one of the major codes in this country. Would you agree anyway. that anyone who's listened to this podcast is starting to realise the tangential bit is in capital bold letters <laughs> and the sports bit is quite small and, you know, it's size 14 when the other one is 32? Well, you know, what if I find anyone that listens to it? I'll be asking them. I'd nice. Like to know. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Please write in. Yeah, because we get a big response when we ask that. Have we got anyone write in ever? One person's written in, uh, ignoring the things we asked about and asking us for uh, Rab's talking about Devon, remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That was that mm. was good, though. That's pretty good. <laughs> you know, so if we were scientists, we would look at that and say, well, what we can prove is one person listened once. Wow. Probably twice yeah. because they would, might have listened once to hear something about Rab's and then twice to see whether we did the thing about Rab's. So wow. that's evidence I'll take to the bank. I like that, yeah. Are you a scientist? In another life. I want to be a marine biologist. I think we all wanted to be marine biologists. But you know what's funny? I have a friend currently who's a marine biologist. Um, okay. they, doesn't sound that fun. Are they happy with their life choice or no? Uh, yeah, they seem happy enough with their life choice. But um, okay. yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't seem as adventurous as you, you, I, I, I would have thought. Yeah, what are they into? Mollusks? Whelks? Um, what are they getting yeah, into? Like, I think plankton, maybe. Really? Yeah, boring ass, like small stuff. I don't find plankton boring. I find it fascinating that the biggest animals on the planet feed on the smallest animals. 
to survive. And well, they, they don't even eat, they don't even kind of bite them. They just kind of strain them through their teeth. That's, that's pretty interesting, isn't it? Now, I was intrigued by that too. They're straining through the teeth, right? It's now, called baleen. Tangentia. I know that. I know what it's called. I know what it's called, Stu. I know what it's called. I like whales. Um, what interests me, what are they straining it for? They don't want any big fish? Why do you not want the big fish? Like if, if one gets in there, it. what's the problem? How big are their guts? They must be bloody well, massive. humongous. You could have a, an aquarium in there. You could take a great white in there. Yeah, just gulp it all down. Well, I suppose maybe because it'd be, you know, 95% water. What, you think they're straining water out? Yeah. How does that work? No, that doesn't well, make sense. Ask your marine biologist friend, mate. You don't need to come to a tangential sport podcast on it. He's away at sea. <laughs> Seems unlikely. <laughs> All right. <laughs> How about them grand finals, eh? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> pair, yeah, there was a pair of streakers. Yeah, who was it? And it turned out to be this pair of comedians called Marty and Michael who are known for pranks. Now, do you call getting your kid off and running across a field a particularly interesting or intelligent prank? Um, I feel like that's a leading question, Stu. Okay, all right. Let me ask you. <laughs> I think you, you haven't again. given me many options here. <laughs> well, you can say no, Stuart, you idiot. That's there's plenty. No, of but I kind of do. I kind of don't. I think it's quite funny. I don't know why I do, but it is. But I don't think it's that intelligent. It's not high grade humour. But it's also this, is, this it? ain't no Fraser Crane. Okay, so just checking out Marty and Michael here, right? Yeah, yeah, one, tell me more. 1.2 1. million followers. Why haven't we heard of these guys before? They're Brisbane-based? Can some of our 32 or 33 listeners write in and tell us about them? <laughs> maybe. Okay, so, maybe. Okay. This, I'm not a scientist, you, but this okay. implies to me that we should do some more naked running on fields than what does. we're doing right now. Okay, so 1.2 mil on Instagram. What have they got over on the faces? Let's have a bloody look at this. What this. did you say their names were? Marty and, and Marty Wingo? And, Marty and Michael. Marty and Michael. That that sounds like a radio duo. Are they a radio duo? Uh, nearly 2 million on Facebook. What? The, who are these fucking guys? Oh man, are What's we just are we just sound like a couple of boomers here? Are these guys? <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, like I think quite we do. Well known for Gen Wires. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're they're no Laurel and Hardy. They're no. Uh, you got any other good? I, I wanted a more obscure <laughs> old comedian reference. They're no Artie Ziff. You know what I'm saying? Artie okay. Ziff. Or um mm. or, or or what's a good one? Oh, I had a good one recently. Um. Shecky, Shecky Green. They're no Shecky Green. There you go. That's a good, that's the one I should have used. That's good. That was more fun for me, I suppose, than you. Yeah, I just wanted to see how long you would go. I didn't want to say anything or do anything or try and change a tack there at all. I'm upset because I wanted to start ripping on this Marty and Michael and I expected them to have a pretty shitty following and we'll go, uh, 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 look at these idiots. But um, they're clearly successful. So I preferred that. Do you remember that lady, the very uh, the the buxom lady who did the streaking at the Champions League Grand Final, who's some some kind of internet celebrity as well? Yeah, but wasn't she a figurehead of some sort of charity or protest or something? Wasn't she? Is that the point? Oh no, I don't think. No, I don't think that. I think she was advertising like a, a, a smutty site. Big Norgs. Yeah, Norgs.com. Norgs.com. Oh. 
Okay. Write in if you know about Norscom. <laughs> All right, then. Well, that's uh, that's about as much intelligent chat as you're going to get about the AFL Grand Final from us. What did you think of the NRL Grand Final? I was disappointed. I was annoyed. It mm. felt inevitable to me from the very kickoff. And I said to um, Stuart and I have a friend, let's call him Dave. Maven. Who's a big Maven, it's good. Um, a, um, a Penrith fan. And I had spoken to him during the day and I said to him, I think this game can go one of four ways. <laughs> now, listen. All right, so that's a, that's a pretty bold prediction yeah. to give four yeah. possible outcomes. Well done, Well, you. listen to me here. Listen to the ways, though. The ways are Melbourne win by a lot. Mm. Melbourne win a close one, yeah. Penrith win by a lot, yeah. or Penrith win a close one. Holy shit. And we uh, both sh- agreed that, yes, those were the outcomes possible. Are you sure you shouldn't be running a kind of tipping agency Tom Waterhouse style? And what do you reckon? Get, get what are the odds you give tips? for each of those? <laughs> yeah. I should, it's not even yeah, that. Yeah. No. no, the Tom Waterhouse thing where people subscribe, pay you money for you to give them suggestions. How much do you reckon someone would pay me to give them those four options for the uh, yeah, final? <laughs> All right. If you got 20 bucks, I would just spread five bucks between these four options and then see how you go. <laughs> yeah, see what happens. Um, what, I was, what I meant by that was that I thought it'd be like you, you could see it early on if one team was going to go out and pump them. And I thought as soon as it went that way, I think it's hard to chase Melbourne. I think they know how to be in front and they're dirty fucking buggers and they kind of they know how to, you know, hold that lead. Yeah. Yes. Look, it was a scrappy-ass game. Yeah. And it had a, just a, 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 a... There was a feeling of inevitability about it right from the start because you know... That's what Panthers, I said. Panthers have been so good all year. But you just know yep. they're, they're young, they're eager, they're keen. You know they're going to be too... Do a choke. Do over, a choke. Overexcited is what I wanted to say, to be able yeah. to kind of get in and do the groundwork and basics. And whereas and, Melbourne are the old pluggers, they've done it before, plugging away, getting it done. Yeah. You know what it's yeah, like to be in a final. Mostly. I mean, there were patches of the game where Melbourne looked like they were also getting over excited and there was a period in the first half where both sides seemed to be trying to win the whole game in the next five minutes i was just about to say to you you pure pure hecticness yeah you sent me a text that seemed very accurate as opposed to my four possible outcomes yours was quite accurate which was (laughs) yeah that they both seem to be going to for the win in the first 20 minutes they're trying to knock out blow each other in the first 20 minutes and and with that in mind that's kind of why you see melbourne winning i suppose because they both gassed themselves and who knows how to kind of work a bit better in that situation after being gassed after going that hard. It's probably Melbourne who've been there before. Yeah. Yeah. So but, what's this revelations know. that it all comes out now that Cam Smith's getting injections every day up up to the gills. He's, he's hepped up on goofballs. Yeah. Well, you know, but if you hear stories about that a fair bit. Um, I just, I, I, can't believe that he accused the ref of cheating and stayed on the field. <laughs> like that's that's the thing. Like Melbourne love to say there's bias and all this sort of stuff, but how many other players can you think of can suggest that the referees deliberately pushing towards a certain outcome in a game and stay on the field and and, and stay on the field? Or like just the amount of stuff Cam gets away with with talking to the referees. It is yeah. kind of it's ludicrous. He is another referee out on the field. It is insane. Um, do you think he's gone? Do you think he'll retire? 
Uh, well, I probably was less certain before I heard that he need he's been injured all year playing injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that seems to me like maybe he's kind of Dunzo Dunskis. Well, yeah, but also I just think I don't see. Like, I know he's a future immortal, done so much for the game, deserves, in the words of many, not necessarily me, but yep. deserves to deserves to write his own narrative and choose when he's leaving, um, much to the fucking detriment of everyone else. Um, yeah, right. Particularly the other people whose careers are kind of... Tied uh, to him. Tied to what he's doing. But really, like, I don't see how you can how he can play another season of the Storm, knowing they've got those two world class hookers sitting there. And when you say they, you mean you mean the one that played for my team this year? Yeah, the ones that they've got <laughs> right. so many hookers they have to loan them out to other clubs. <laughs> yeah. Who, yeah, something we've never done in the NRL before. That's how. No. That's the dearth of hookers they have that they have to loan one out. Yeah. No, Did I'm, I use uh, dearth correctly there? Um, I always look, worry about that, whether it's there's a lot of them or a little of them. I'll be honest. I was looking at what we were doing next. A dearth? What are we doing next? Well, I, I, I've got written here, Peter Fitzsimmons reckons Smith should make a call on his retirement. Like, no fucking dearth. We Everyone knows that. What? It's just article after article about Cam Smith's retirement. We know you know but he's also, not going to do it. What do you until mean? He's like, no, no, he shouldn't. He's allowed to do whatever the fuck he wants. Seriously, it's like you know. Do you think if you were in a regular job, I always like to relate things from sports to regular jobs. For instance, celebrations, right? All right. So, hang a, a str- are we? Yeah. Are you, let's say Cam Smith's a garbo in this instance. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. And Cam Smith's had a hard year. It's Christmas time, and you know Cam Smith's been a good garbo, very good garbo, one of the best garbos there is. Does he owe it to everyone in the public to tell them that, oh, I don't know if I'm going to keep garboing next year? No, no, I'm fucking giving a shit. It's fucking easy garbo. But is that really the situation we've got here? What if you're like the, the council's best garbo, but you've got yeah. two, two award-winning garbos who can't get any hours because you're doing all the garboing? And, well, you know, you know what you do there. You, you know kinda, what you, you do You're there. at retirement. You're at retirement age. Sure, you might be a future immortal garbo, but you're at retirement age and the uh, council has got these two other garbos. They've spent money on these two other garbos to have them at the club. These two other garbos can't Well, that's shine. the council's fault, isn't it? That's the council's fault. You don't need reserve garbos, Stu. That's ridiculous. Oh. All right. But also, so it's, so it's couldn't, a couldn't fault. So it's the Storm's fault for trying to plan for whenever Cam Smith decides to let them know he's retiring. He, they, 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 you can't blame the Storm. He might have said he was retiring two years ago. This year-on-year sure. year shit where he doesn't bother telling anyone what he's doing, how they meant to run their business. But, like, does that mean everyone has to tell you when they plan on retiring? How close do they have to be? I, the, but you know full well there has never been an, in, an instance in league like this where a player will wait until well after the season for a couple of seasons in a row to let the club know what he's doing next year. That's not in the un- NRL, but it's I, have, unprecedented. I have a perfect example for you at the moment. Did you see my boy TB12 this weekend looking like he's 25 years old again? Tom oh, Brady, Tom Brady did this exact thing. 
for years and won several titles while doing it, saying maybe I'll retire, maybe I'll retire. Then gets to the next Super Bowl and everyone's like, ah, at the end of the game, he's going to say he's retiring. Then he Mm. doesn't. And the same thing when he wins the Super Bowl the next year. Like, you know what I'm saying? I would probably suggest. Yeah, I I get what you're saying. And that is, as you say, that is a, you know, accurate um, example. Analogy? Analogy, yeah, yeah. But what I'll say is the business models of an NFL club and an NRL club are quite different. Yeah, you're probably right on that. They, they have it worked into their models to have several layers of backup players. They do. And this year they have ones that don't even see the real ones because of COVID. <laughs> um. <laughs> Look, well, I don't know. I don't want to keep going on about fucking Cam Smith because um, he isn't a model. But he is also a cheat and he doesn't give a shit about anyone else. So there we go. He is a cheat. And he accuses refs of, uh, of fixing games. And if I was a ref, I would have slapped him out in the field. Yeah, uh, I think that would have been great. Slapped him, you said? Yeah. You know what I would have done? Open palm. Open palm bitch slap. Marty and Michael to run on the field and slap well, him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so hang on. What you're saying is if you're a referee, Cam Smith's just accused you of cheating, you make a signal to the crowd, two blokes run out with their tussle jiggling about. What what is this <laughs> what is this doing for us exactly? What is this proving to Cam Smith? Well, I, I don't know. It's giving him a shock late in life, I suppose. <laughs> giving him a jolt of reality, a jolt of Marty and Michael for you, right in your eyes. Are you trying to force an outcome here by making him have a heart attack because he's so bloody old? Just <laughs> I don't so, know what yeah. I was doing. You followed my narrative too far. Harry Grant and Brandon Smith know what they're doing with their future now. Oh, interesting. Good thought. I hadn't thought of that, Stu. Harry Grant and Brant Michaels, where were they that night? Do we know much about Michael and whatever the other guy's name is? Is it, have you ever seen them in the same room? Oh, you know what I'm saying oh. here? Was that two naked fucking backups running out there? You know what I'm Are saying? Are you saying this is a long game where Harry Grant and Brandon Smith have uh, gone incognito as a Brisbane-based comedy duo? Uh, spend- well, I don't know. I don't know how incognito you go when you're naked on a field. <laughs> Spent quite a few, quite a long time building up millions of followers, uh, presumably putting out comedy videos on YouTube for a long time. Um, presumably. O- only just to reach a point in 2020 where you can try and force Cam Smith's hand by giving him a heart attack by running out nude in front of him and jiggling your tossle about. That's the Is kind that- of stuff Melbourne do, mate. That's some, You know, I wouldn't be surprised if Craig Bellamy put him up to it. They do play a long game, that's for sure. They do play a long game. They sure do. Great moments in Melbourne Cup history. The 1917 Melbourne Cup was one of the strangest horse races ever witnessed. With most of-age racing horses drafted to the war effort, the race was contested by a ragtag bunch of ring-ins. Two three-legged horses, five corgis, a particularly large rabbit, two boys dressed as a horse, a disorientated pensioner, and Australian heavyweight champion Les Darcy competed for the honours. The race was taken out that year by three-year-old corgi Buttons in record time, 
It was later revealed that Button's owner, Steve, had passed away the previous evening and that Button's had dedicated the race to his memory. After the victory, Button's got a taste for the racing life, going on to win both the Caulfield Cup and Stall Gift the following year. Unfortunately, Buttons was then drafted into the AIF to face Jerry at the Third Battle of Ypres. After single-handedly taking out several German machine gun nests, the Corgi's next engagement coincided with the first use of mustard gas in human and Corgi history. Being so low to the ground, Buttons was able to stay below the poisonous cloud and storm the enemy trench. Before Buttons could be awarded a medal for the heroic action, she was felled by a Dachshund named Sigmund, who coincidentally had run in the Melbourne Cup two years prior to Buttons' fateful victory. After the 1917 race, heavyweight boxers were no longer invited to participate after Les Darcy and one of the three-legged horses got involved in a punch-on at the final turn, when Les accused the horse of deliberately boxing him in. Um, now, Stuart... I love our talk about games that we barely even watched. Like, you know, well, I mean, the NRL we both watched. But um, there were some other things happening in sport this week that I wanted to talk about. Yeah, um, right. the, World, the World Series is just freaking amazing at the moment. It's just kind of back and forth, back and forth. It's inevitable. I, I heard a commentator put it a very interesting way today where he said, both teams have the other team exactly where they want them. And I was like... <laughs> That's that's kind of hard. How does that work? What what happens there? Um, and and when you say that too, also that means that one team is up by a game because and I'm like that's a weird place for the other team to want them to be. But doesn't so it also it suggest cr- that the one one team actually wants to be one down? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, both of those. Yeah. So it is three four um, to the Dodgers over the Tampa Bay Rays. Right. Um, and yeah, game game six is tomorrow, and it's pretty pretty inevitable that there's going to be a set in game seven. Mm. Now, uh, as we rush around different sports, there is uh, the Champions League this week features a game highly anticipated by all, which is um, Juventus versus Barcelona, which would of course mean the two modern greats, Cristiano Ronaldo, playing against Lionel Messi. Doesn't right. happen that often since they, since um, Cristiano left La Liga, so it's it's good. But Cristiano's got the COVID. He's not playing. He's got the COVID. You see, he's got the COVID. Yeah. What? What? How? How's he got the yeah. COVID? Um, I, he travels around a lot. I don't know. He's got lots so? of cars. Maybe there was COVID in one of the cars. Mm. He picked the wrong car. Um, but the problem is, the, after he got the COVID, there's these great photos of him with the Portuguese national team taking a photo because there was an international break. The soccer in Europe still has international breaks yeah. where everyone leaves to go play for their country. And so there was this great trace of COVID where it's like him taking a photo before he knows he has COVID, but the same day he tests positive to COVID with yeah. the Portuguese national team who after the photo have all left and gone back to their respective clubs in different countries. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can see this spreader event from like, you know, miles away. Mm. Mm. Um, oh, did you see the the, the, um, the NRL and Lakers kind of crossover celebration thing? What? What does that mean? So, no, apparently what's happened here is that um, there is a player on the Melbourne Storm 
Brandon Smith. Brandon Smith. There you go. Yeah, there he's one. Go. Of, he's one of the comedy duo from Brisbane that we were just talking about. There you go. Brandon the block Smith. of cheese. Block of cheese. That's yeah. Exa- there you go. Block of cheese. So, NBA star Dion Waters' um, nickname is the Big Cheese. Oh, right? I see. Sorry, did I they- preempt your joke? No, not at all. No, not at all. Um, so following the uh, LA Lakers winning the the, 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 the basketball, uh, mm. they interviewed him and he was, you know, had goggles on and was quite drunk and had the, 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 the cup with him. And he said to them, he said, you know what? They tried to sabotage cheese. I'm not Philly cheese. I'm not bubble <laughs> cheese. Call me double C. I'm champ cheese. <laughs> and, then, um, and then they happened to get old mate, the, uh, the big cheese, our one, and he and he, ha- he knew it off by heart and said the same thing and did the same thing and um, said they tried to sabotage cheese. I ain't no Philly cheese. I ain't no bubble cheese. Call me champ cheese. Champ. All right. Well, and, you know, and then two he said, people from two different a- sports referencing cheese. Uh, I'll, I'd like. I'll say that's a strong link. And then he said. This is good. He said, I can't wait to take this home to my mum and dad. They sacrificed to put me in this position I'm in, so this is definitely for them. I can't wait to get on the piss with all the boys. I'll take (laughs) anyone as long as they'll drink a lot. We'll get Christian Welch so drunk he won't be able to play Origin. Herr Munster will probably do something stupid. (laughs) There you go. That's a good good speech. That went without saying. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Cameron Munster's a dingus. Yeah, uh, Brandon Smith is loose, but he's kind of a... Kind of, I don't know, like a, a safe loose. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Safe I don't loose. feel I don't know, like, kind of like I, I feel like like you can, he can get loose around him and, and not, he's not going to take a swing at the back of your head. I don't, oh, I can't that, say that I, about. So not a violent loose. I like that. Yeah, I can't say that about many NRL players. I, you know, I, I'd, I'd expect a dog shot from 80% of them, but. A dog shot? Yeah, well, that's true. I understand. Um, I don't know. Tell me more about Big Cheese. Is he good? The block of cheese? Yeah, block of cheese. Well, I don't know about Big Cheese. You don't know much about the NBA, do you? <laughs> I asked about the wrong code there. Not enough. I can talk about cheese for a while if you'd rather, but I look. Oh, here we go. I got a good tangent. My friend once won. Um, do you remember a, a Triple J radio segment? I think it was on Home and Host called Radio Ping Pong? Mm-mm. Radio Ping what, Pong. What era are we talking about? I want to say late 90s, early 2000s. Mm. Okay, I should, um, but I don't. Well, um, two callers would ring in and they were given a topic and they would have to go back and forth naming things from the topic oh, and then right, yeah. until, until they couldn't name any more and then the person so named cheeses, the same one. So cheese you know, eat them, gouda, chatter. It, exactly, you know, and thing, my, friend, right. my friend won. On double smoked gouda. Fucking hell! Well, where is this yeah. guy now? Double smoked. Oh, so you could get into different types of gouda. Bro, you this could go guy. into subcategories. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Well, kind of like just different types of cheese. But this guy, this was my mate Joe Scabaneri. Uh, Joe Abaneri, we called him Joe, Joey Scabs. No. Old Scabo. Gets a shout um, out. Yeah, um, he used to. We I played indoor cricket with him for a while. He was he was quite quite um, into his own spin bowling kind of skills right. to the point where he would wear. You, you ever played indoor cricket? Oh mate, I used to play. I miss playing indoor cricket. Bloody love yeah, it. Yeah, indoor cricket's great fun. I love it. Um, but you know those gloves you wear that are kind of like gardening gloves for bowling. Mm, 
No, um, well, I don't think I was that advanced. But for, not for bowling, sorry, for guarding gloves for batting. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know those things that you had to wear with the kind of grip on the inside so you wouldn't throw the bat yeah. at people kind of thing? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he used to cut the fingers off those, hobo style, and Shit. wear them while spin bowling. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was bizarre. He wasn't very good either. Illegal too, probably. But, Super um... illegal. <laughs> yeah, I miss my indoor cricket days. I, I played on a team called Murray's Gringos. We were great fun. Right. Well, I've never heard tell of the legend of the hobo spinner, but I wish I had. I'm the, the That's what we called him, hobo spinner. <laughs> That's exactly what we called him. Good nickname the, work there, man. The tales never made their way up to the Central Coast where I was probably playing, unfortunately. Oh, well, you must spread them now. Spread them mm. to the youth. Uh, the youth are probably looking at their phones. I'm really glad you brought up cricket. Because I was thinking we're getting into summer. We should probably talk about cricket a little bit more. I would like to. Tell me more. What do you got? Well, I was going to, uh, you know, we like to get into articles and deep dive. I saw an article on the Sydney Morning Herald site saying, uh, white privilege sport, Australian cricket confronts race issues. Oh, I'm interested. Go on. What do you got for me? Well, I don't want to because another headline's caught my eye, but all I want to say about that is, you, you, is there some surprise that a uh, sport where all the playing nations are predominantly from countries that were conquered and colonised by England? Oh, you mean the a, Commonwealth? This... <laughs> There's some sort of uh, potential racism here, racist history and issues in the yeah. sport inherently. Ah um, oh, man, we've got to get more like uh, people sports going, like like polo or or, or uh, what's the one yeah. where you hit the the ball through the sticks? Croquet is that what you that's mean? That's the one. Yes, that's yeah. exactly what I mean. Good work, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, another kind of crickety related thing just caught my eye. Then. Um, Uh, Along the the lines of the uh, headlines I I often like to share with you, Jackson wishes he wasn't Shane Warne's son. That's fair. Is that an article or just a, you know, that's just a thing? It's uh, next to an article called Hot Doctor Trolled for Being Too Pretty. So I'll give you your choice there. Which one would you rather hear about? Jackson wishing he wasn't Shane They're both pretty fucking good. Um Give me Jackson. We're tangentially a sports podcast, so oh. give me Jack. But the other one sounds good. Okay, quickly before we go into the Jackson one, tell me what what do you reckon the other one was? What? Why was he being trolled for being too pretty? What uh, was it? Well, this the the thing I like the most is that there's a there's a photo, the stock photo of a pretty woman in glasses that you know's just ripped off a stock photo site. Got nothing to do with anything. Stuart, that um, reminds me, I'm going to steal some comedy really quickly here because I think you'll enjoy it. I, I read this very funny tweet. I think you'd like it. I really want to hear this article, but hear the tweet first. Um, it said, I was, it finally happened to me. I was on the plane, 32,000 feet in the air, and it came over the loudspeakers. Is there a doctor on board? And wow. so I did, a, I did a tracheotomy, 32,000 feet in the air. Unfortunately, he didn't survive, but it's really made me want to go to medical school. <laughs> <laughs> that's good I like yeah. that a lot I find that funny uh, yeah you can cut that out if you want now tell me this article <laughs> <laughs> alright well 
Uh, I wasn't aware. It appears that uh, Jackson Warren is on this uh, Channel 7 show that's currently on SAS. Oh, really? um, I haven't been watching that. That thing seems controversy as all get out. Everyone's angry at that every day. I've heard a lot about it. Uh, I mean, there are some big, big ructions coming out of this. For example, and this is probably a headline I would have got your thoughts on at some point later. Candace Warner, no longer represented by Roxy Jacenko's management company. Yeah, that's big. But also, Candace Warner, um, not represented by Roxy Jacenko anymore. Monty, thoughts? Did Faras Durrani punch a woman in the face? No, that, that was happen? no, that was the honey badger. Oh, honey badger punched something. That sorry for Rastorani. I know out of the thirty-two listeners, one is definitely for Rastorani. I've read two conflicting stories. One said that he punched her in the face. One said that he punched her in the back of the head. And so, and the third one said that she headbutted his fist. Yeah, is it one of those kind of vibes? Well, it's a Monty kind of four option style situation. Yeah, yeah, Probably anything on happened. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or a streaker came out. Um, why? Why? What is this show? What, what are they doing? Why are they making men punch women? Well, why are men punching women? Uh, equality, probably. Uh, fair, um, fair. No, I believe it's some sort of show uh, with the you know, kind of remit of you're an SAS soldier, so go through all the hardships of the training and, uh, you know, f- combat each other till we get our final SAS warrior or something. I'm guessing that's it. I've never seen the bloody show as per my uh, comment that I didn't know Jackson Warren was on it. Wasn't, 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 aren't the SAS known for their valour and honour, etc.? I didn't know the remit of the SAS was to punch women in the face. <laughs> I didn't know that was part of the training. Depends if you ignore kind of uh, certain news articles or not. Yeah, fair play. All right, back to Jackson Warner. <laughs> yeah, let me just skim, skim through this article because I'm hoping it's uh, baked bean on toast related. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I assume. Jackson Warren has revealed surprising insight into his reason for entering one of the toughest reality TV shows on Australian TV. After failing a hard task in freezing cold water, SAS Australia recruit Jackson Warren is brought in for interrogation with the direct staff. The staff are surprised to hear that Jackson is feeling good after his particularly rough day. What's all this got to do with fucking Shane Warren? Tell me about his dad. Exactly. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, I see. Okay, okay. Sorry, yeah, go on, mate. Does Jackson want to play sports? Is he a cricketer? I think he's an AFL dude. I don't probably. I don't know if he's in a successful one. AFL player or just AFL dude? <laughs> <laughs> he just hangs out of the AFL in a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. That's all he does. Yeah, oh, hey, look. it's me, Jackson. <laughs> AFL dude. Uh, I think um, I think there's a certain amount of uh, psychological pressure that the uh, SAS trainers being put the, on them there. Oh, I thought you meant psychological pressure in being the son of the greatest spinner of all time because <laughs> that would be too. It says here uh, one of the guys asks, what's it like living in your dad's shadow? Anything, oh. <laughs> anything you make of yourself will just be cast over by your dad, right? Presumably this is... Uh, it's character for, building. That's character building. Yeah, right? presumably people are entertained by this kind of yeah, 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 psychological yes. put-down. Love it, love um, it. Uh, Jackson said it was frustrating living under his father's shadow. 
it's been pretty frustrating my whole life. Whenever I walk into a room or meet someone, it's always, oh, that's showing Warn's son, Jackson. It's never, it's Jackson. Why the fuck would it be? You haven't done anything, mate. Yeah, have you ever walked into a room and thought, hey, it's you? No, you haven't. <laughs> Until you've done something or know that person. This no, is not how it, life works, Jackson. See, he's blinded by how his father is. Unless I've walked into a room with friends of mine and if they didn't understand that it was me, that would be a problem. But if I was walking, I think it's implied that he's walking into a room of strangers. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So doing this, I now, I know I can prove to everyone that no matter how easy my childhood was, I can still do the tough stuff. Was it easy? Your dad was yeah. never home and then they split up. And all you had was cheating on, beans. on his mum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's shit house. If he thought that was easy, that's fine. Okay, great. I can still do the tough stuff. I can still push myself physically and mentally. Yeah, all right. Uh, Jackson goes on to explain he has difficulty with interacting with people, whether it's in a crowd or or a group. That's the same thing. I don't understand this article. A crowd is No, no, I think people. that's a difference. No, 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 no. A crowd's bigger than a group. <laughs> a group <laughs> is about group is up to about twenty people. A crowd's bigger oh, than that. Oh, I didn't know this had been defined that that uh, clearly. Uh, I just don't feel comfortable. No, no, no. Actually when I think back, three's a crowd. So I, <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know how big a group is then. I'm feeling that that's pretty much the extent of the article, that he's annoyed that people don't know him instead of being shame on son. I think he's annoyed that people don't know him for having not done a fucking thing. I think that's the strength of the article. Well, and but that makes sense because his father's Shane Warne and everyone knows him. So he'd be like, well, why doesn't everybody know me? They just know my dad. But they don't. he doesn't remember that he's taken, you know... Test hat tricks. Have you taken any test hat tricks? No, you uh, haven't, Jackson. Uh, I'm upset by Jackson Warren and this show. All it sounds like is is uh, people uh, relationships being broken and people whinging. That's what. Yeah, I've got a question for you, Stuart. Do you Go think on, Shane Warren is loved by Australia? I think we've asked this before. Really. I have a feeling we've asked this before. If one of the 32 listeners has remember this from another episode, write in. But for now, answer the question, Steve. Uh, is he loved? I don't think so. I think he's I think he's ironically tolerated, if that makes any well sense. Well said. Yeah, yeah, that does. That makes a lot of sense. Ironically to- tolerated. Like, like yeah, he's, he's, he's tolerated and people will kind of go, oh, yeah, Warnie, hey. I think if you were stuck in a room with Warney for any period of time or a jungle like he was on yeah, I'm a nice. Celebrity or something like that, you know, uh, I think, you know, it'd wear thin pretty fucking fast. You remember your um, uh, seaside anniversary where you celebrated meeting by the seaside for the first time? We did actually Say, meet by the know- seaside for the first time. Oh, that's quite lovely. Um, in a hypothetical Again, I've, I've said something redundant. I've said that we met for the first time. Meeting is the first time, you fucking idiot. No, it's not, Dingus. What the fuck are you talking about? You and me can meet out at a co- for a coffee? 
we can yes, meet for the first time. Yeah, yeah, you go wrong. Right. But either way, you're me. so say say that your wife, the love of your life, your life partner, wasn't there, and you had to have yeah. that seaside anniversary with Shane Warne. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, with Shane Warne or right. Dipper Domenico. Okay. Who would you choose to have the 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 seaside dinner with? Well, I'm going to probably go with Dipper. Yeah, goodness. I don't think his banter's next level. Well, that, and I don't think he's going to remonstrate with the wait stuff about the menu and want oh, some yeah. kind of grilled cheese on toast instead of the nice, you know, scallops and uh, you know, uh, octopus and stuff that we had. Did you tell me about the meal? Was it a good meal? Tell me about the food. Yeah, we had a bit of scallops and a bit of octopus, a bit of roasted eggplant. Um, not, yeah, yeah. Not, that's not a fruit of the sea so much. That's not fruit de mer. Yeah. No, no, no. They, uh, you know, they, they felt they were they they felt they were allowed to branch out a little. Is there such a thing as sea eggplant? No, there isn't a sea eggplant um, unless you, I don't know. Maybe you can grow eggplants in the sea. Write in. Let us know. Please. Look, I've just got one final question, really. Go on. Um, Garbo's. Yeah, remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, remember when you used to leave a beer out for Garbo at Christmas time? Now, is this back to Cam Smith related? Is this Cam Smith Garbo work? Oh, I just, I can't, I, I keep thinking back to Garbo's. I wouldn't leave a beer out for Cam Smith if at I all. Know. I don't know. I'd leave a, a naked comedy duo out for him. <laughs> Um, yeah, really I still leave Cam it. Smith I still leave a hard it. take, don't you? Yeah, I do. I'd leave it. I still leave a case out of beer, beer case out for the, the Garbos. You're not leaving a case out for the Garbos. I did when I lived in Roselle. I wouldn't do it up here. In, a case? Uh, yeah, well, what are you leaving? What, a beer? A single beer? That's ridiculous. A, long, a longie or a six A long neck. What, do you think they're poor? But how many houses might leave beer out for them? Garbos earn a lot of money, I think. What are you talking about? Garbos are on good cash, bro. All right. Garbos are smashing it. This has been one of our most interesting meandering episodes yet. Well, that's for others to decide, surely. Um, average garbage <laughs> collector salary in Australia, it says 50 grand here. No way. That's well, bullshit. I'm just telling you the first thing I've looked up. Okay. Well, if that's true, then fuck Garbos need to be paid a shitload more. I thought they made good cash. But also, aren't there a lot of NRL players who are garbos? Well, in years gone by, you're not seeing bloody Talmalolo collecting anyone's garbage these days. I'll tell you what, back in Roselle when I was living there, some of the boys looked a bit Talmalolo ish who were collecting my garbage. You fucking racist bastard. What are you trying to say? That's not a racist. It's a body type thing. They look like they could fucking run 100 pretty quick. Oh, well, Tamalolo can't run 100 quick. He can run through people. Like, that's his talent. Let me yeah, look in Glassdoor. Glassdoor usually gives you pretty accurate. What's, what's Glassdoor? What's that? What are you talking about? It's a uh, like a job site, but it, it's like LinkedIn, except they kind of, they're, they're more into giving companies reviews and finding out salaries of different positions and that sort of thing. Wow. Who's our podcast sponsored by tonight, Monty, by the way? I meant to ask you earlier. Um, tonight is sponsored by, um, why don't we go with the last thing I went with? 
I'm just looking around me to see if there's something I can see that could sponsor us. Uh, Russell.com. That's fine. That's good. That's good. Russell's good. What about L'Occitane, Source of Harmony Candles, made in Provence? Oh, really? It shits all over candles made elsewhere, right? I don't know if it shits all over them. Now, listen, I think I'm having trouble here because I don't really know what I'm writing down. I wrote garbage collector. That didn't make any sense to the glass door. I wrote waste collector. That didn't make any sense. What should I write? I hope hope someone tuned in right now. I hope someone tuned in right now and (laughs) thought it was a weird fantasy podcast. I wrote down Garbo, but the glass door gave me nothing. Like, what are we doing here? People people often turn a podcast on and go straight to the 50-minute mark just to see what's going on. We should do that more. That sounds good. <laughs> uh, <sighs> all right. Look, I can't find a Garbo salary, but I just want to, like, can you, regardless of the salary, what would happen if everyone on a Garbo's route left a case out for them? That would be fucking mental. That would be crazy. That would be having clear alcohol problems for a long time. We do it. We do Plus, it. Where, we would do they, it. where would they store all those slabs? How big do you think this Garbo's house is? <laughs> Screw the house. How big is the cab of the truck? Like, how are they getting all this garbage? Uh, it's, what just struck me with what you were saying there was that Garbo's are quite close to Santa when it comes to Christmas. Tell me more. They're, they're taking stuff rather than giving stuff, but go on. But, but they also come to all our houses and we leave them stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> and at only a certain time of year. Yeah, yes. all right. Yeah, Santa Claus Garbo. Santa Garbo? Garbo Claus? Garbo Claus. There you go. That's the one, Garbo Claus. All right, good. You got there. Yeah, um, I don't know what to do with that information, but, yeah, Garbo Claus. Well, I would say it's a good podcast title, but we had a Santa-themed title last episode. I think that we would start, Did we? start thinking oh, we're a Christmas... Santas. Fighting Santas. Um, <laughs> I think people would probably think we're kind of a, a Christmassy podcast. I don't know if that's a bad thing, but... Could that be our college, uh, in a, uh, like, American football team name? The Fighting Santas? I think that would be a great <laughs> team name. Like, there's the Fighting Irish. What about the Fighting Santas? That's yeah. great. Well, on that note, I'm going to leave you. <laughs> really? I'm happy you picked that note. <laughs> um, yeah. That was a fun podcast. I really enjoyed doing that. Um, let's do more of these, like the weird meandering ones where I can walk around and clean my house while we do it. Is that what you're doing? Is that why the rustling's yeah. going on? Yeah, that's why the rustling's going on. Piappenhausen.